And the Oscar goes to... thing though to say like what we're doing what is this oh, yeah. series called how do we explain never... this series how do we explain it so um if if you've been listening we you now realize that we we've been at this for a year this yeah. is our anniversary month that we're recording for a happy birthday to us wow happy birthday congratulations we're That's a year amazing. old we're we're one year old it's our solar return wow. um and for our solar return <laughs> we decided nostalgia that well, we're just doing something nostalgia we okay. were like what? future nostalgia <laughs> left foot right foot levitating i love that <laughs> um yeah and everyone's thinking don't start now don't, don't start now don't don't show up <laughs> <laughs> don't come out mm-hmm. don't start karen are you gonna start karen me now not now no don't do no. that no surely not, not. Instead, we're we're throwing it back to movies of the 2000s. Yeah. That's incredible. Of our childhoods. We're starting off strong in this my opinion. This is really opinion. strong. Extremely and, yeah. strong. You know, get your Activia ready, folks, because <laughs> we are talking about 2003's iconic movie, Freaky Friday. Thank you. We are. I also forgot to actually introduce the podcast, but oh, fuck. welcome to Plus Picture <laughs> Podcast, where we just want to iterate around from all movies we think are totally blessed. It's been a year. I'm your host, Shelby Mooring. I'm your other host, Sky Payne. You should expect this shit by now. <laughs> and our guest this week um, is the person who gave me the bootleg Olivia Rodrigo shirt that I'm wearing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Please welcome back to the pod for the third time, Matt Clark. Hello, thank An you so much for having me. You're I am the first so three P. You're the first three P. <gasps> wow, and I can't believe that. Like, not only my three P, I've also been here for exclusively bad movies. I am <laughs> touched. I am so thrilled. My brand here is extremely strong. No, this is a very good movie, though. But it's yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know. saying it is a good movie, but it technically isn't. When yeah. I was thinking about like people um, who would do this, I was like, let me hop on Letterbox, and I was like, oh, some people do not understand that while this is a no. bad movie, it's a good movie. It's and a perfect. I was like, <laughs> Matt does. And so I was like, Matt is the person. There we go. I appreciate that. And a quick turnaround too. I was like, can you do this? Can you do Freaky Friday? You're like, yeah, absolutely. I've got nothing else going on. Might as well. My question. I'm like, you mean the the Lilo Jamie Lee one, right? Like, yeah, I, of I just gotta make sure. Yes. Not not the decom musical, not Miss Heidi Blitz. No, not her. No, not Miss no, no, 1970-something. No, no, no. <laughs> no, and not the little dicky video. Not Miss A Way Back to Then. Not her either. <laughs> or her. <laughs> no. Um, the Freaky Friday, the only one that I acknowledge personally. Yeah. Um, I did watch a small behind the scenes clip of like the, the musical version that was, you know, put on Disney channel disturbed me greatly. I did not like it. I was very uncomfortable, very upsetting on multiple levels. If I have to question which one is the mom and which one is the daughter, you've already lost me. I would like to just, do you want to know who wrote the music for the freaky Friday musical? Like, do you know? It's so upsetting. It's so upsetting. It's so upsetting. It's the people who wrote next to normal like and the fully music Pulitzer Prize winners like <laughs> wrote this 
terrible become musical like but we can't forget that they also did the music for bring it on though we can't forget we the lyrics stand, Miss we Bring stand. It On. Okay. Thank I you. love I, I was the only I saw it person. twice in previews in LA. I, I loved yeah. Bring It On the Musical. I thought I was the only person that remembered that it existed. I was listening to One Perfect Moment earlier today. <laughs> Literally last week, These I listened are totally to totally chill, it's, or it will be someday. <laughs> it's and like so many icons came out of that cast. Like yeah. literally all of them. Like, and one of them, even on Gossip Girl right now, come on, the greatest show on television. So <laughs> need I say more? <laughs> I was jokingly going to say Pasek and Paul because that seems to be a trend on this podcast be at good. this point. They're involved in some way, somehow. Very nefarious stuff occurring there. Um, I was also reminded that the Dear Evan Hansen movie does exist and I didn't just dream up that terrifying mm-hmm. trailer. So there's that. It's um, a no from me. No. Not only does it exist, but do not forget it would not exist without Ben Platt. Never forget his sacrifice. Yeah. Sure, you know. Yeah. Um, his sacrifice. Mm-mm. Well, you know, he is the world's oldest high schooler in that movie. So, I mean, if, yeah. if it's... They, they literally put a big wig on him and said, that'll make his head look smaller and will make him look like, younger as a result. It does not. It looks like no. an SNL parody. Mm-hmm. It's so bad. Like I, I look, I get told that I'm young all the time, but he like looks our age. Like I'm like, no, 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 no. It's a no. He looks older than his age. That's part mm-hmm. of the problem as well. Yeah. And then you put him in that wig and he's like trying to carry himself. Like he's kind of small and like, you know, awkward, but it just looks like a grown man who is like trying not to take up space because there's a bunch of teenagers hanging around. <laughs> like, that I think you should leave skit where he's got like the mask on. <laughs> That's what it looks like. No. Yeah. Literally, it's and, the same thing. And the worst part is like, like when you look at it, like the trailer or any of the clips, like he's surrounded by like literal children. Like yeah. every extra is like 14 years old. And so it just made them like at least cast other 27 year olds. Like, come on. Like Kaylin Deaver is my age, right? Yeah. But like but she, she looks feasibly yeah. like she, she could be in yeah. high school. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just no. mind-blowing and like he looks like he's peers with Julianne Moore and uh like <laughs> it's does not work that's a that's a deeply cursed movie we're gonna move on to bless anyway. movie of the week yes yeah. of course um, um we both went on with this <laughs> <laughs> okay I'll go first yeah go um ahead. I I watched this movie because I was just like on Letterboxd and um somebody that I follow from like a Facebook group like shared a five-star review of this movie that I had never heard of. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch it. It was amazing. It's called running on empty. It's from Sydney Lumet. Um, it's like about this family river Phoenix is in it. First of all, and Hi. like Judd Hirsch, Christine Lottie, Martha Plimpton, like it's like all-star cast. And like the concept is like this family is like basically not been able to use their real identity for years because they like tried to set a weapons lab <laughs> on fire during normal Vietnam, just like really casual and um it's just like them just dealing with the repercussions of that and their children trying to you know figure out their lives and river phoenix is really fucking good in it and it's very sad but damn it it rocked i loved it i will go next i watched an unmarried woman directed by paul mazursky um from 1978 it's a fan <clears throat> movie it's very very good starring jill clayburg who 
I loved in this movie. She's fantastic. Um, and basically what happens is she's just like a married woman who, you know, her husband, he's cheating on her. He tells her, I've been having an affair with the younger woman. I think she's like 24, 25. I'm leaving her or I'm leaving you for her. And um, how do you feel about that? And she's like, yeah, not great, Bob. And has to then explore being single. And like, there's both, you know, the good that can come from, from that, you know, finding herself and like sort of feeling liberated sexually and kind of figuring all that out. But there's also the terrifying, you know, reality of it of like, oh, I'm on my own for the first time. And that's like really difficult because they'd been married for like 16 years or something. Um, and it's fantastic. She's so good in it. She gives an amazing performance. Um, also, our queen, Miss Gilmore. <laughs> Kelly Bishop. Herself, Kelly Ugh. Bishop is in it. And she is like a bitchy divorcee who hates men. And she arches her little bitchy brow all over that movie. And I'm telling you, iconic. She's so Damn. good in it. I love her so much. Truly killing it. You guys would love it. It's a really, really good I movie. I should watch it. Highly recommend. Wow. That does sound very up my alley. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt, what is your blessed movie of the week? Uh, let me tell you, mine really does not hold up next to those. Uh, <laughs> mine is a, a little gem uh, from 2008 that I think uh, really has held up well. It's uh, now on Netflix and I'm doing my rewatch as many other people are. That's right. It is Twilight director Catherine Hardwick. It is incredible. Yeah! It's held up incredibly okay. well. It is a masterpiece. And just like the film we're discussing today, I think it plays with its genre in a really interesting way. And uh, I, it's perfect. So, a perfect movie, no notes. Yeah. If it's been years since you've watched it, go back, baby. It's, back, go back. It's great. It's only been one year since I've watched it for the first time mm-hmm. ever. The first uh, time? Oh, uh, I, I was give, not a Twilight I would give person. To you. Wow. The listen, I rewatched all of them and I specifically enjoyed my time rewatching Breaking Dawn Part Two, a cinematic experience. I agree. I really, I, I used to hate the later ones, but let me tell you, Eclipse was like fun. Bryce Dallas Howard, mess. I love it. Was I used to hate it, but Eclipse was fun. Eclipse and is Breaking my Dawn least favorite, and Breaking Dawn Part One I don't like as much because it's kind of boring until the mm-hmm. end. Bring the part one is bad. It's a like a bad yeah. that one. That one I think was the one I hated the most mm-hmm. because it's very Mormon. That one is like extremely, extremely Mormon, extremely pro lifey. Extremely, yes. Like, it's just Bella being like, "I'm really horny, please, bet Edward." And then Edward's like, "No, I'll break you." And then they have sex, and then he breaks the headboard, and then it's like, "Oh no, I'm pregnant." And then it's just like, "What do we do about this baby?" And that is like the majority of the movie until the end, where she breaks her freaking back, and then it's like. <laughs> We're turn yeah. into a vampire we and then they're like we can't have an abortion blah 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 yeah. i hated it that's the majority and then it's, jacob's just like running around being an asshole and that's like the entire but movie. i did i did have um fun with the first few yeah breaking down part two is fun because they bring around every ethnic stereotype for the vampires ethnic and national stereotype for the vampires mm-hmm. then they also have the fact that that gigantic battle scene at the end is all a dream it's all a vision very funny it's i I mean like spoiler warning for those who haven't seen sorry it's been Uh, years if you haven't seen it at this point it's your own fault and plus seeing is believing trust me i no description could perfectly fit what happens in those moments it's a long scene and it's incredible it it takes a lot of nerve uh to introduce like 
30 new characters in the span yeah. of like 10 minutes and then never talk to them again like just yeah. kill them all I they yeah it was bold it went there <laughs> Not to mention CGI baby, very terrifying. Cosmo Jost wants what Renes May has. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Cosmo Jost is definitely a, a robot baby. I like you cannot convince me he, that child is real. Cosmo Jost is gonna end up like baby in that. <laughs> I still haven't seen a picture of baby in that. Nobody's leaked a picture of it, baby in that. It it just dropped on Amazon Prime, <gasps> so you have to watch oh. tomorrow. What? I have to stop recording right now. I have to go watch. Oh my I had no idea. I'm so excited to see Enjoy Baby and that guys. I stand Baby and that. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I don't want to spoil. There's no. one moment of Baby and that where mm. I don't want to spoil, but I do think about it all the time. It's like, I don't even care for the rest of the movie. I just want to see Baby and that specifically. That's why I'm here. There, you know, we see Baby and that through the ages. I will of say course. there's multiple so, Baby and that. So is it like a Renesmee thing? Yeah. Except it's like an actual puppet yes it's not an actual yeah it's like if if they kept the renesmee puppet the practical effects the practical yeah. puppet and well, then just like there are some unpractical effects in this movie. <laughs> i can't wait i'm excited i can't wait it's gonna be <laughs> so great speaking of practical effects we're talking about freaky friday uh-huh <laughs> which hey jamie lee curtis and Lindsay lohan both learned how to play an instrument and then they were recorded over rip to them well it's funny because you watch the like the band scene of like Lindsay lohan doing the guitar solo and her hand does not move who taught her it's like she learned the guitar but she didn't learn this song so it's like yeah what good was learning the guitar really exactly you needed to learn this specific song People, Jamie Lee Curtis in that scene, like you watch her do her version of the guitar solo and she actually mm-hmm. moves her hands. She looks like she's feasibly playing She's doing it. it. Okay. She looks Jamie great. Lee Curtis in this movie is fully committed. Has she, she given a better performance? Has no. she given a better performance? This is the I don't best performance so. of her entire career. I'm not afraid to say it. Yeah. And if you're saying, Sky, there's no fucking way. I want you to go back. She carries this movie on her goddamn back. Mm-hmm. She does. She is giving you range. Yeah. She does it all. I mean, she's playing an uptight bitchy mom. Then she's playing an uptight bitchy mom who's been taken over by a teenage daughter. There's mm-hmm. concern. There's sadness. There's happiness. She gets a haircut. Like, she does it all in this movie. She's incredible. Like, I literally made my letterbox review. Like, this is the best performance of Jamie Lee Curtis's entire career. And I'm tired of pretending it's not. Like, and you know what? Is. You know what the craziest part is? Is she only had six days to prepare for this exactly. party. How fucking crazy. And she got a Golden Globe nomination for it. Yeah. She blessed and us. Hot take. I think uh, she should have gotten the Globe over Diane Keaton. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. And even gotten Diane's Oscar nom. Just saying. Just saying. Bold. But <laughs> Why not? Listeners. I agree. Why not? Honestly, yes. And what's even wilder is that it's like, okay, Jodie Foster, like he wanted, so Mark Waters directed this movie, who directed Mean Girls, who directed, which mm-hmm. I'll go through his filmography in a second because it was wild. <clears throat> but he wanted Jodie Foster in this film, understandably, um, because Jodie Foster was in the original as the daughter. And Jodie Foster was like, I'm not going to do it. I will not Jodie Foster this behavior. I'm not interested in this because, mm-hmm. like, I don't want to take away from the movie and I just don't want to revisit that. Fair enough. So then they look at Sigourney Weaver, which I think also is an inspired choice. They look at Annette Benning, and she originally had the job, also an inspired she choice. Had 
Mm-hmm. It was she hers. had it. And she said, bye. Yeah. Days in the cut. Yeah. I think any of those, those other two women, I don't know if Jodie Foster would have been right for this specific movie. I think there's a version out there that works with her as the mom, but I think, I think because originally it was Michelle Trachtenberg who had to drop out because of like yes. scheduling stuff with Buffy. And I think mm-hmm. like a Michelle Trachtenberg, Jodie Foster movie would have work worked, better. but mm-hmm. it would be a very different film than like what we have, yes. but it, it could work in its own little way. Yeah. But like Annette Benning and Sigourney Weaver, I think would work regardless because yeah. they're both very committed, overqualified actresses, yeah. just like Jamie Lee Curtis. Have you seen um, You Again? <clears throat> yes, it has Weaver been a long time, but yes. Isn't Jamie Lee also in that? Or like enemies and so. Kristen Bell and Betty White's in it. Like everyone's in it. It's it's charming. It's very charming. I watched it a couple weeks ago. Isn't there a reveal at the end that it's like Grandma Betty White also has a few. And Victor somebody. Garber. Yes. And Kristen Chenoweth. And Yes, James also Wolf. Kristen Chenoweth. And all of them are incredible in it. It's not a super what, great movie, but do you want to know what James Wolk is in that I love so dearly? He's in the TV show Zoo. Someone revive <laughs> Zoo. Thank not you. Zoo again, please. <laughs> please revive Zoo. Thank you. Like I said, those actresses could have totally worked. Mm-hmm. They could have worked. Now, who wouldn't have worked? Kelly Osborne in the Lindsay Well, and also not only that, but Kelly Osborne was also like cast like after they yeah. moved her away from as in the Christina Vidal role. I yeah. also think she would have been bad as that. She would have been bad in everything. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't have been good. And she like had to, she had to say no anyway, because Sharon was very ill at the time, right. if you remember. And she apparently was like, people tell me all the time it was the biggest mistake I ever made, blah, blah, blah. Uh, which I just, in a way it actually, I think is good for her. Cause if she would have taken this role and been bad, people mm-hmm. would have never <laughs> gotten over it. Even though it's like a Disney yeah. movie that nobody cares about. Right. Technically. Um, uh, you know, I just can't see it. Plus, what accent would she be doing? Would she be trying to do an American accent? What what would be going on there? I just cannot imagine already. Like that like, would be um, a good performance. Imagine how "Take Me Away" would have sounded from her mouth. Like that would not be the bop that it is without Christina Vidal. Like, come on, she's so good. And like, she's incredible in in, the, in those scenes and those performance moments. Um, also, apparently, Gwen Stefani was like sought out for one of the band members as well which is wild to me (laughs) i can you imagine if she was just like somebody like actually good was like in the band but also gwen stefani is like definitely at least like 15 years older than Uh lohan right she's like she's like 50 now they would have been like no you know the other one in the back you know the the nice (laughs) teacher who instructs us well Okay, let's let's get into the fact that Chad Michael Murray does not play a student in this film. Okay, I'm glad we're doing this right away because I was I it's started not so, really clear. Let me but, tell what? you the journey I went on. Okay, so <clears> I'm <throat> sitting down to watch this movie and I was like, hmm, it's, it's kind of wild that they really went in on that like Jamie Lee, even though technically it's Lindsay Lohan's character in her body. It was like, kind of wild they went on with like that Jamie Lee Curtis Chad Michael Murray flirtation considering he's a high schooler, right? And then I'm mm-hmm. watching and I'm like, oh yeah, he's like a 10-year senior, right? Because he looks so old. No, the scene where she comes out from getting failed on the test, like mm-hmm. they disqualify her because she was allegedly cheating because Stacey Hinkhouse is a rancid bitch. She she's approached by him and he's talking to her and he's and he's like, I'll you know, I'll take you to the, to the student lounge so you can, or the teacher lounge, teacher's lounge. So you can like finish your test. Right. And she's like, well, how would you do that? He's like, I have the key 
why would you have the key? Because I work here. He literally tells her that he works there. He's a staff member at this school. He is not a student. He's That's an wild. adult and he is flirting with a student and it's like a whole thing. And I'm sitting here like, oh, so her mom disapproving of him is not necessarily because he rides a motorcycle and has long hair and his chat, Michael Murray. No, it's because he's an adult. <laughs> like that is like the crux of this. But then it's totally hand waved away because, because Tess learned to like Chad, Michael Murray. Like that's it. Like I, I couldn't believe it. That's wild. I always thought, cause I, I remember the, uh, like, oh, I work here conversation, but I thought it was just like yeah. an after school job. <laughs> that, that does make sense. Like, oh yeah. You know. I know. And it's, it's so funny, like watching this, like as an adult, because I'm like, oh, I'm more like Jamie Lee Curtis's character than like anything. And I used to be that, you know, annoying teenager, but now I'm the one getting up early and getting all my tours done. <laughs> and being horrified at Chad Michael Murray hitting on teenagers. Yeah. Wow. Which I will give him credit in this movie. Like, yeah, like he's hot or whatever. But I think the part that I really like is when he goes completely just like bonkers for Jamie so Lee good. Curtis and is like so horny it, for her. It and feels so like desperate. a love potion inspired love. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like he took a love potion and completely I love it. <laughs> I and love it. I think what it does is that it also sort of capitalizes on like the weird inherent sort of seediness of him which at the time I don't think was really recognized because it's like, you know, he was always the heartthrob and everything. One Tree Hill, Cinderella mm-hmm. story, et cetera, et cetera. But then you watch his career now, like Agent Carter, he's an asshole. Um, mm. Riverdale, he's a fucking weirdo. Like- I didn't know that he was on those things. Yes. And yeah. he like, that he's fully leaned hard into that, like asshole, weirdo, seedy guy kind of a thing. I think mm-hmm. this is actually like- <clears throat> the first time it really becomes apparent that he's like a little scummy. And I like that. It's sort of like William Hurt being cast as a scummy guy. It's like, there's something wrong with this man. Mm. He may be handsome on the outside, but I'm getting weird vibes here. And that's why I think his casting does eventually end up working, even though his character is beyond the pale. It's true. One of my uh, other favorite credits of his is the, uh, it just came out this year actually, the Hallmark film starring he and uh, Alice Mashaka of Ali and AJ fame, uh, oh entitled Sand Dollar Cove, where uh, Ali plays the uh, tight, uh, you know, hardstrung businesswoman who has to move to the beach and sell a resort or something. And he teaches her about the magic of, I don't know, local beaches or something. I don't know. But he plays the moody, moody local. Which again, I think perfect role for him. I'm I'm happy for him. Wait, why is she doing these kinds of movies? Isn't I don't know. Isn't the, the Ali and AJ thing. reboot successful? I've been streaming their music. Is that not enough? Yeah. Don't forget everyone, a touch of the beat gets you up on your feet, gets you out and then into the sun. Uh stream everywhere you listen to music. Symptom of your touch.mp3 oh, on so repeat, good. baby. So it's so so good. I can't believe it's taking a turn. <laughs> Are we surprised? No. Not. <laughs> also, I do want to ask about Lindsay in this movie, because obviously we know Jamie Lee Curtis, she holds the fort down. She's incredible. But how do we feel about Lindsay Lohan in this movie looking back? Because I'm watching this and I'm like, oh, her acting is worse than I remember it being. I disagree. I think she's extremely confident. I, I think she's pretty good. I think yeah. that she's pretty good. I think she's 
doing something. She went for it. I'll say she yeah. went for that it. That I will give her credit for. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I think the acting isn't great, especially in comparison to Jamie Lee Curtis. But like, I think she tried incredibly hard and she's committed. Yes. So I, think I can appreciate it. Almost impossible to like do well comparatively to the Jamie Lee Curtis performance. Like you're going to mm-hmm. get outshined. Like, it's just like impossible to like match that level mm-hmm. of what Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis is doing. So I think that it comes across as like, oh, it's like kind of met, but like compared to like her other performances, I do think that she's doing it. Now, while we're on that subject, what is everyone's favorite other Lindsay Lohan performance? That's a good question. I'm, I'm a parent trap girl. <sighs> Iconic, beautiful, yeah. I mean, that's probably up there and but mean also girls mean girls. for sure. Yeah. But it's been a long t- time since I've seen like Herbie fully loaded or like <laughs> get a clue, you know. Let me tell or you, just get a clue was going to be my answer. I love get a, get a clue. Get a clue, I think, holds up. I watched it a few years ago mm-hmm. and I had a great time. Brenda song, so much fun. We love. I, I want to read this uh, <laughs> this line from the Wikipedia about Lindsay Lohan's character in this film. Oh my God. <laughs> Lohan's character was originally written as a goth, but she did not think anyone would relate to that and decided <laughs> to dress in a preppy style for her audition. The character ended up being rewritten a grunge alt-rock teen. And I like read a longer quote of her being like, nobody would relate to this weirdo, basically. Like, I was mm-hmm. like, damn, Lindsay. <laughs> Jesus. It's so good. I'm, like, no one I, would relate to this weirdo. I will say, I like the direction they went because it does feel a little bit more realistic than like a hard goth and like this yeah. Disney movie. I think, like, I like the alt sort of indie, like a mm-hmm. little bit emo kind of a vibe. I, it's, it fits the era very well and it like helps make this film a little bit more nostalgic to me which I really like and I do think like if you really went hard with the really really goth thing I think it just it would make her a little bit harder to relate to just because it's like that is such a caricature and it I think that's something that a lot of parents in particular might not feel sympathetic to because I also think you're brushing a little bit up against like satanic panic there if you're gonna go in that direction Mm -hmm. inadvertently but I do like the alt thing. Plus, I, I can only imagine how mannered Lindsay's performance would be as a goth kid. And I don't think I don't think we need that. I think it'd be a little too camp. And I enjoy I, looking camp directly in the eye. I, I think that a more goth Lindsay would be more like the Lindsay we got in Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, which also that oh that that should have been my answer. I love that movie. I love that literally movie. forgot about it for like five it seconds. Does. It's on the sketch. It's on the sketch. Is it's, it? Oh yes. Good. On the sketch. A film that's very important to me um, in so many ways, just as much as this one is. And I will say, you know, even though I don't love her, like, I don't think she's an incredible actress or anything, you know, I enjoy her in the movie still. And I think she does have a charisma that's very inherent. Like, she yeah. just, that's the reason yeah. why she blew up and everybody was so obsessed with her for so long, right? Like, it makes sense. I'm like, even if I'm not, like, even if her line deliveries read a little wooden or a little weird sometimes, I'm like, I still am like, I get it. Like I understand a very girl next door kind of appeal. Yeah. Like whatever. Mm-hmm. I also think that's what you lose if she goes full goth with the Absolutely. character as well too. So hundred percent, you know, and I mean, I wanted, I coveted 
her looks in this movie. I wanted her room. Like I wanted everything. It was my shit, right? Yeah. Yeah, This movie was like very, I I loved this movie. It also like they filmed it at my local mall. They filmed it at (laughs) Pally High School, which I did not go to. I went to Samo High, but I had a lot of friends who went to Pally. I had like, you know, done swim meets there, et cetera, et cetera. So um, it felt very personal to me. And mm-hmm. as like a young, like middle schooler watching this movie, I was like, yeah, I relate to this. I want to sleep in and not have my mom wake me up. <laughs> yeah. I want to go to Wango Tango. I don't want to get married to 15 either. Yeah. Um, which Wango Tango, like that only exists in LA, right? Like that's like only mm-hmm. an LA thing. Okay. Yeah. Cause I remember hearing that as a child and being like, what does it, any like, of this up? mean? And then yeah. hearing it as an adult and still being like, what does any of this mean? Mm-hmm. Right. I've that's been to many a Wango Tango. Mm-hmm. The vibe of this whole movie is just like, so Southern California, like, yeah. like this and Cinderella story, which is like a year later is just like mm-hmm. such Southern California yes. movies. It's like, it was everything. I put, I have a letterbox list. That's like movies that get the vibe of Los Angeles. Correct. And uh-huh. I put freaky Friday on there because it does. It does. It absolutely does. Also, I just want to say, so it's funny. Cause you're like, this brings nostalgia for me because of like, it's LA, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, I'm like, also, um, for me, it brings nostalgia because when Jamie Lee Curtis cut her hair, she looked like my grandma at the time. Oh, <laughs> and, I, grandma. and so that is why I found such comfort in Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, and the hair color was very similar. And so for me, like Jamie Lee Curtis has always been like big grandma energy for mm. me. And I mean that in a very nice way. Like, I love her. It's like in the way that I'm like, Laura Dern's my mom. You know what I mean? Like these women have raised me, right? Like, and even though they haven't, they have raised me in a way. Mm-hmm. And I always have such a positive association with Jamie Lee Curtis because like she's one of the few like adult, like grown up actresses that I like knew at a young age because of this movie. I was like, Jamie Lee Curtis, I know exactly who that is. I love her, right? She's so good in this. And I just like, I love the scene when she gets her little makeover, like very liberating for me I personally. I love the makeovers. You know, I love a makeover scene. And this one is so fun because it really is like, if a teenage girl got a hold of like an Amex card, like what would they buy? And it's perfect. Like she wanted her ears pierced. Still a little age appropriate. Like she's like grown and sexy. Like she's, she's an adult. She doesn't like ruin her mom's life. Totally. She like, yeah, she's like, I'm going to just like make my mom a cool mom, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Just a little light Stacy London job. That's like, that's what's happening. Exactly. Here. Just a cute little uh, Diane von Furstenberg number and a little, yep. little boot. I'll give her a little boot. A little necklace, you know, some sunglasses, call it a day. Yeah. It, it's great. I love that so much. Um, also, we haven't talked about Mark Harmon, who's also in this movie. Who almost was Tom Selleck. Exactly. Yeah. Wild. I can't imagine Tom Selleck doing this. No. <laughs> and the thing is, is like mm-hmm. the reason why Mark Harmon works is because his Ryan is in his own movie. Like he, if you really like wanted to make a movie about him, he would be a soulful drama about how his, he loves his wife so much, but like they're drifting apart because she's acting a little weird and he doesn't <sighs> understand what's happening and he doesn't have a good relationship with his stepdaughter, right? Like that would mm-hmm. be the movie. He's completely in his own universe. And then he pops up every once in a while and he tries <laughs> so hard. He is so a pushover he just lets anything happen even when he sees his 
fiance who he's about to marry on the back of a motorcycle with some man he does not know he's like what was that about and then at, right after he's like oh well you know like all's yeah. forgiven everything she gives fine. a nonsense answer just like complete garbage he's like well okay i'll take your word like what a man he seems like yeah he's like a good dude like he just like really <laughs> cares he's like a good doormat heart. man i love yeah. him so much he's just like yes my therapist fiance is just like having a hard time right now he like books her a spot on tv he like they should have okay honestly rude Rude. yeah like they should have canceled that they They should should have but like the thought he remembered that she wanted to be on that show it's a thought that counts even though the timing was incredibly inappropriate She should have like come down with the stomach flu and been like, can we yeah. reschedule for like next week or like my a herpes? Month? It's really bad. Like <laughs> keep the, keep the herpes going. So like he knew that his future wife and stepdaughter had like body swapped. I mean, in fairness to right. him, he didn't yeah. know any of that was going on. And like, I mean, he's trying his best. He tells Anna, he's like, your door's under the stairs. Like he really like he does care. He lets them go to the show at the end at his own fucking rehearsal <laughs> dinner. Like. He's so desperate for approval. I'm like, what? Where's this man's movie? I'm very curious. I also I love Mark Harmon's relationship with uh, Harold Gould, who plays Grandpa. Yes, he's yes. so charming. Who almost was Gary Marshall, who I would not have liked at all. Like, no. I'm so glad because this man is endlessly charming and so much fun. I love him. He's so fun. Like from his entrance, just like making all the jokes. Mm-hmm. He can't hear anything. It's because no. they're playing the band <laughs> so is too confused. loud. It's so good. Earthquake. So good. I think about, I literally say this all the time, you know, grandpa passed the milk. Grandpa passed the milk. And then he goes, earthquake. Because he shakes the table. That is like one of my favorite moments in, in this entire movie for some reason. I don't know why it's so good. It's stuck with me all these years. But like, I love him and and the, um, the child who plays... Um, What's that kid's name? Henry Harry? Harry? Yeah, Harry's a genius. The book of Harry. That's the movie I want. This Harry. He really, like, I can't imagine how confusing this must be for him. Like, that's some some trauma that he Mm -hmm. (laughs) endured. Honestly. I also love when that kid is, like, fully just randomly beating on her guitar with some (laughs) drumsticks. What is this? He has very, uh, very big, like cheaper by the dozen energy. Yeah, like, all of that, like, oh, what's happening? Like, and I love it. And comedic genius, incredible timing. He comes in with yeah. all the gags. Uh, when they're trying to explain to him, like, oh, we're doing a role play exercise where we switch roles. He's like, I'll be Grandpa Earthquake. Like, it's so good. <laughs> I'm a look. I'm a walrus. The classic trailer oh. shot. You know that was iconic. Um, when he has the bra on and he's reading from her diary, he's like, ooh, <laughs> It's so good. It's like doing things no child has ever done. And yet, yeah. maybe every child has done. Like, who knows? Yeah. But genius. This is also the second movie that you've talked about where there has been a nefarious little brother character. There we go. Teen Witch being the first. But Teen Witch, that kid is like Back an old demon. man in a child's body. That actually is a freaky Friday situation. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you're right. It is. He like he's lived 40 lives already and he <laughs> you're a dog, you know. <laughs> and then this kid is like an actual child that yeah. exists. He, like he wishes he had half the charisma of Harry. I have a oh wait, yeah. I have a question as somebody yeah. who like did not have siblings. Yeah. Like, 
or kept a diary? Like did yeah. like siblings actually like read diary? Like, is that a thing that really happens? I'm, I'm the older sibling and like my age gap is definitely smaller than these characters, but like First of all, I was horrible at maintaining a diary in the first place. You would have not yeah. read any juicy shit. I had I, undiagnosed ADHD. Like I would have never done it. was like one or two pages and I was done. Be like stupid shit. But like, no, he never, as far as I know, read a diary. And if he had, there wouldn't have been anything interesting anyway. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, okay. In my house, I was the younger sibling, but also our age gap is 10 years. So we're like a little more spread out. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure I was just as annoying as Henry. I was, I'm probably a terrible little brother. I am such an attention hog, but like, no, no diaries in our house. Did anyone have a door removed or anything? Is that a real thing? No, I did I mean, not. I lived in a one bedroom apartment where like the slight, the only bed, like bathroom was like in where my bedroom was. So I didn't really have privacy. My thing is though, it's like the door removal thing is very funny to me because it was like, I'm like, that's something you would do if like, like they were having premarital sex or like smoking (laughs) weed on your watch, right? right? Like, yeah, not because she like getting detention twice in one day. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Another thing. Did your schools do like multiple detentions? Like we just had one. It was one during the day. Yeah, ours had ours had multiple. Yeah, ours had like a lunchtime and an after school detention. Wow, well, that one okay. I didn't see. Yeah, but, although like the clipboard thing around the neck, we did not do all that. Yeah, no, that yeah. was a lot. I think mine was just like, if you got sent to it during school, sure, but it's like mm-hmm. most of the time you would probably have to report for either a full day or at least half. I feel day. like the a, I feel like the what? That's crazy. I feel like the clipboard is like a scarlet letter s. Yeah. Reference. very shamey very but in shamey. fairness i'm also thinking of in school suspension and i'm only thinking i'm getting myself all confused also mm. because i was never in trouble like that so i would have rather died than get in trouble like that so like it's a little mm. you're asking the wrong person basically i also just want to mention before i go into mark waters filmography um so there was an episode of lizzie mcguire called those <gasps> freaky mcguires um which is considered quote a fourth version of Mary Rogers' story, uh-huh. um, and it the the theory here is that because Hillary and Lindsay were feuding at the time, apparently Hillary losing out on the Freaky Friday role demanded that Lizzie McGuire had a Freaky Friday esque plot line for an episode. Pettiness abound, right? I'm obsessed. So much respect for uh, yeah, Miss McGuire there. And I have to ask though, like, where did we stand on this at the time? Like during this feud, if you remember, where did you stand? I think if I remember correctly, I was like pro Lindsay, but I cannot remember what my justification for being pro Lindsay was. I feel like I didn't care. (laughs) Yeah. I I think I was a little young. I don't think I was aware of the feud between them, Um, but I think I was more attached to Hillary. Yeah. I think I was a little young. See, but we're like the same age. I think it's just because I had an act, like I had a very acute awareness yeah. of you were the Lindsay Hillary feud for some reason. I don't, I think that's because that's all I cared about at the time. Yeah. So it was like big news to me when they were feuding and it being over Aaron Carter, that felt particularly yeah. egregious to me. Cause I'm like him. I think um, at the time, if I'd had to pick a side, I definitely would have picked Hillary only because I think Hillary was more accessible to me. Like Lizzie McGuire was always on TV. And yeah, she, she had more of a presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whereas sense. like all of Lindsay's stuff was much more in theaters and there was like so much Lindsay was doing. Like Mean Girls, I didn't see till like 
I was end of high school confessions of a teenage drama queen I didn't see till like last year so I was like oh, wow mm, I don't want everyone to think I'm like gay for liking these movies <laughs> so, like I just never sought them out so I didn't really have much of a uh, Lindsay relationship besides Karen Trapp I have found a timeline. So December t- 2000, oh, Aaron guest starred on a Lizzie McGuire Christmas episode. The Christmas and yeah, I remember the, that. The two yeah. started dating on his 13th birthday. Oh. Wow. And then after dating Hillary for nearly two years, this is 2002, um, the singer started a relationship with Lindsay at the same time. So really, Aaron Carter, the, they're trying to have a this boy is mine situation, but really Aaron Carter is trash. That is the takeaway mm-hmm. from this. Um, he was dating Hillary for like a year and a half. And then he said he got a little bored. So he went and started getting to know Lindsay. He told CNBC in 2005. Mm. April 2003, he got back together with Lindsay, or sorry, he got back together with Hillary and showed up to the Lizzie McGuire movie premiere. And then a few months later, they called it quits again when he cheated on her with somebody else. Um, and this is kind of like where things start heating up. So then December, 2003, um, they had a silent red carpet war when they kept popping up at each other's movie premieres. Um, Hillary attending the Freaky Friday red carpet, Lindsay showing up at the Cheaper by the Dozen premiere in retaliation in December um, 2004 while she was filming a, a Cinderella story. Lindsay reportedly called her Freaky Friday co-star Chad Michael Murray, who was playing Hillary's love interest at the time, to talk trash about her. Wow. And apparently she responded to the feud publicly by saying, sometimes I really hate Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> These girls had no PR training. <laughs> what is this? I love them. Wow. I love them. Oh my God. Oh, Joel Madden gets involved because he, when he was dating Hillary, which by the way, illegal relationship, jail, um, refused to give Lindsay's eight-year-old Brody <laughs> or brother Cody an autograph <gasps> at a good Charlotte concert <laughs> publicly apologized to Hillary. I am also begging you to like Google what these two women were to each other's premiere. This was like the <laughs> beginning of the like teens wearing business casual. And so Hillary shows up for the Freaky Friday premiere in like a black turtleneck, like like sweat, like sleeveless blouse and like a tight skirt and a little tiny purse. Like she's going to the she office. She is ready for the first day of her internship. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. And Lindsay's in like a full pink blazer number. Like it's absurd like who are these grown women in teenage bodies that's incredible also last but not least Lindsay claims she called hillary to put the future rest but her sister Haley answers the phone and hung up <gasps> ah! honestly the most iconic thing Haley's ever done and this this literally went on until like 2006 like this went on for years this is a storied feud when will ryan murphy cover this on his little show when, when would we ever get feud? I feel like people, we're like, I want another season of feud with these people. And feud is just never going to come back. So we're going to get 12 more American Horror Stories. We're not asking. Hey, maybe that. maybe we'll do American Horror Story business casual on <laughs> the red carpet. Teenage business casual. Like, oh. Reading this now, I think I'm a little more Hillary, but I appreciate Lindsay's pettiness at the time. I yes. do love pettiness. Um, I would like to talk one thing about this movie that I think is absolutely blessed. I'm sure people are like sky for real. Um, I think the camera work is impeccable, especially when we get that handheld moment when Lindsay Lohan is like going to wake up Jamie Lee Curtis. (laughs) The David Lynch camera on the show. He's dead. It is 
Mm-hmm. Incredible. Like what a choice. Thank you so much, Mark Waters. These zoom in on the clocks at the time change when their bodies switch over Genius. and you see, first of all, you know, they have changed. They've switched into each other's bodies because suddenly Jamie Lee Curtis is sleeping ass up. And then Lindsay is sleeping. <laughs> like she's being put to rest in a coffin. <laughs> like it's filmmaking perfect. that right there. That's filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Cinnamon topography right there. We exactly. Love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to read Mark Waters' filmography because there is a shocking end to this one. So One of my favorite movies is in this list. I will warn you. So I can't wait. Oh, I'm excited to hear. So first of all, we have, we have The House of Yes. Yes, that's um, the one. I love House of Yes. <laughs> I've never seen it. Oh, it's so much fun. It's like off the walls, like completely absurd, complete wackadoo. It's a lot of fun. Doesn't she like think she's like Jackie Kennedy or something? Isn't yes, that like she does. the whole thing? Yeah. And okay. she's in love with, I believe, is it Ryan Gosling the place for Freda? No, it's not. It can't be. No. I'm looking at the Freddie Prince Jr. and Josh Hamilton. Freddie Prince Jr. That's movie. what I'm thinking of. I yeah, I'm getting confused with that. Uh, <laughs> whoop, whoop. Uh, that's my, my mistake. I'm adding it to my watch list. I'm gonna watch this. It's a perfect Thanksgiving movie. It is my every single Thanksgiving I have to watch it. Good to um, know. It's the only good thing that, um, what's the other woman that's in it that she's ever done? Um, Tori Spelling. Yeah, only good thing she's ever done. <laughs> your, your letterbox review is, I love Parker Posey and I don't Tori spell it. <laughs> ah! <laughs> there we go. <laughs> what else needs to be said? And then after that, it's Head Over Heels, uh, which is a movie I hadn't really heard of. Freddie Prince Jr. is also in that movie. Uh, Freaky Friday, obviously. Mean Girls mm-hmm. right after that. Incredible. What a run. What a two-year run. Just yeah. Like Heaven, and then The Spiderwick Chronicles, Ghost mm. of Girlfriends Past, mm. Mr. Popper's Penguins. Never seen it. Vampire Academy, <laughs> Bad Santa 2, Magic Camp, which I believe is a Disney Plus original starring Josie Toda and several other <gasps> people. But last but not least, I don't think you're ready for this. I, I know what it is, and I... He's all that starring one Addison Ray. It's cursed. Like spiritually, it makes sense. But I like to me, that could have been any director. That could have been mm-hmm. anybody, you know, some they, anonymous they, person. Yeah, they could have like picked someone off the street and just said, Hey, can you just like tell people where it I could have directed that? You know what I mean? Like anybody. I I, you know what? I think I could have made he's all that work. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. But I think you could have. <laughs> Yeah, I think you could. I think any one of I think the three of us together could have made oh a much God. better. Movie. Okay, so we're gonna make he's all that too. He's yeah. two. Oh. He's two. <laughs> he's two that. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna need to workshop that and come back yeah. to us. Two he's all two that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. the first part of our agenda here when we reconvene to write this movie. It's it. <laughs> the title's yeah. gonna need a little more work. Now, I hate to circle back to this. Uh, Vampire Academy, uh, one of his other uh, iconic films, I had never heard of until this moment. Uh, This cast is wild. Uh, Miss Zoe Deutsch, who (laughs) I stand, um, is apparently the lead here. Sarah Hyland, uh, wow, very famous, actually plays uh, Natalie. And Claire Foy plays Miss Carp. Like, fully Claire Foy, like, a respected actress. What movie is this? What is this movie? Oh, and the kid from, and one of the kids from Shameless is in it. (laughs) Okay. This description, Rose Hathaway is a damn, a half human, half vampire, a guardian of the 
Moroi, the full <laughs> mortal vampires living discreetly within our world. Her calling is to protect the Moroi from her bloodthirsty <laughs> immortal vampires, the Strigoi. I. What is this? <laughs> no. Oh my god, written by. Uh, uh, Daniel Waters, who also wrote, uh, you know, Heather's and yep. Batman Returns, and yep. another, uh, <laughs> another career directed movies hashtag fashion victim from 2018. What is this? Speaking of Zoe Deutsch, is is you're recasting this movie? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You know, like everybody Freaky was talking about Face Off. Like, who would you? Who are we doing for Freaky Friday? Are, are you talking about like a, a contemporary remake, like Zoe Deutsch with her mother on spot on what is it on Audible? Ideally contemporary, present, okay. present day. Um, I only say Zoe Deutsch because I thought to myself, like, if this movie had taken place like five years ago, yeah, her and Leah well, Thompson could play mother and daughter on screen, and it would be great. Well, no, Zoe Deutsch has like the Audible original with her mom, where they basically do Freaky Friday. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. I was like, why is Audible coming into the yeah. conversation? And I will say, Zoe Deutsch, I love, but everything she's ever made with her family is bad. She was in a movie that her sister directed, bad. Everything yeah, she's ever acted with her mom, bad. Yeah. I think, you know, but if we keep the basic bones of this yeah, movie, I, I think agree. it'd be good. It'd be fine. That's a fun prompt. Yeah. So that was my immediate thought. But then I would like to know, do we have any other ideas for actual, like, contemporary casting? Because I have a few, but I would like to hear... Should we put Claire Foy in it? Just <laughs> I, I think Claire Foy deserves it. After being in Vampire Academy, she deserves better. I had in my uh, notes when I read that Annette Benning was originally cast, I had Dreamcast in an, an alternative uh, nostalgic version with Annette Benning, uh, with instead of Lindsay Lohan as her daughter, Hillary Duff, baby. Let's get her back. Yeah, why not? Or Amanda Seyfried. I think she'd be so much fun. Ooh, that would have been good. That would have been fun. That would have been delicious. I- contemporary wise what if yeah. oh no that person's too old never mind then then it would be like ben platt i was gonna say anya taylor joy but she would be she would be in the ben platt <laughs> margot robbie <laughs> you, you know what i would watch margot robbie and anya taylor joy doing it together i would love to see um colin and cosmo jost in this in about uh 15 years it just oh. becomes the boss baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, my immediate thought was I had, I had a few, a handful of, of interesting thoughts. Okay. Um, first of all, Storm Reed and Regina Hall. I was just about to say Storm Reed. Oh my gosh. Wow. She was good in her little suicide squad moment. I would yeah, like to was. see it. She's good at everything. She's, Storm oh. Reed has yet to not deliver. We could do Sky Jackson too. <gasps> she could do it. Oh my God! Yes, Sky Jackson. Sky yeah. Jackson and Azealia Banks. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's the movie. Make it. Except, like, add the layer of them never meeting. My, I you should tweet that. That's very funny. I don't want to see that. Very funny. I don't want to see that. Oh my God! No. No. What do y'all can take? I don't. I don't. You just got a censor. Just all asterisks. Yeah. Especially Sky, like Sky's name is like half half vowels. How am I supposed to asterisk that? Oh my God. <laughs> um, Lana Condor and like Ming Na Wen would be fun. You know, like fun, that. cute, so fun. cute, adorable, right? I'm so excited to see what Lana's gonna do. Like now Same. that these she's movies free. Are over. Yeah. I also had the thought. She is the hot new it girl. She is the mm-hmm. Disney girl. I mean, Olivia Rodrigo. Oh. You cast her in this. Now, 
I was like, well, who would be a good mom? Because ideally you'd want to cast, you know, someone who is Filipino for the part, right? Because mm-hmm. she is half Filipino herself. Um, Leah Salonga was great in <gasps> Yellow Rose. And I thought that would be interesting. Why I not give her a role idea. like this? I would yes. love to see And Leah it. is in the Disney family. She can absolutely do this. Wait, that's kind of genius. Wait, That's incredible, Shelby. Oh my gosh. That's, that's some galaxy brain. You did yeah. that. Yeah. I um my other thought that like I always dreamcast them in things together. Like I always dreamcast these two in my dream revival of the rank, even though I think they'd be terrible, but I would love to see it anyway, is Haley Steinfeld and uh Miss Casazita Jones. But Ooh, I think they'd be, also be a lot fun. of fun in Freaky Friday. Like she's making a little older, maybe, maybe a college instead of a high school, but I think they'd be so much fun. I That's kind of fun. Ones. I like that. I'm into I, it. I love that you referenced the rank. Like, thank you I, for that. <laughs> I constantly think I'm like, I would love to hear Miss Casazita sing a uh, toothpick bottle washer. Like I do have the um lyric from the title of show, the like when Candor and Eb were working on the rank. I'd like to think <laughs> at some point Sean looked at Fred and said, I'd rather be done. People's favorite things, you know. Oh my god. It's a real deep cut. <laughs> and we are we are the two out of those nine. I love that show. <laughs> we are. This is incredible. Also, I just want to say, you know, part of the reason why this movie works is, mm-hmm. um, well, one, it has a Dina Lohan cameo, apparently, at the very end of the movie. And apparently, she looks directly into the camera <laughs> in classic Dina Lohan fashion. She knows where that like, camera is at all not have enough extras on set? Why, why is she there? Why? Like, are we surprised? No. I, yeah. <laughs> but for me, uh, and also besides being a nostalgia bomb completely, mm-hmm. um, it's just like how simple everything kind of is. Like there's a simple setup. We yes. know what, what's going to happen. We know they're going to switch bodies and it's very simple archetypes. It's like Jamie Lee Curtis, her character Tess, totally uptight. You know, she doesn't understand her daughter. She also has stuff going on. Like there are stakes, you know, she has a wedding she has to attend to and she's like still kind of planning last minute. And like she, it's all colliding at once. And then Lindsay Lohan's character, Anna, she's a little bitchy teenager she has a lot going on you know in her in her personal life she feels misunderstood by her mom she's also mad about the wedding and then she has this band thing coming up huge stakes Mm -hmm. for her right simple ryan on the other hand he just wants his his stepdaughter to like him and his wife's his future wife to love him like that's all that's going on for him yeah and it's like clear it's clear as day they start off the movie with a very clear illustration of who they both great are opening characters. song the soundtrack so is good. full of bangers it's great perfect soundtrack that it's so, so happy together intro is stuck in my brain Ugh. forever mm-hmm. yeah from just the pictures that they show of like moms and daughters yes. together to like it turning into the simple plan version with like Lindsay Lohan in the bed, holding on to the, <laughs> to like the bed rails for her dear life, trying not to wake up before school, you know, like, and, and but that's the clear illustration. We see like who they are as people. It's like Lindsay Lohan's the rebellious teen. She doesn't want to get up. She hates school. She has a hard time choosing the radio. Yeah. Oh. And Jamie Lee Curtis, she's got like four cell phones and four pagers. And <laughs> she, she, has, she has things to do. She has places to be. She has patience mm-hmm. to see people rely on her. She has to be available. She, you know, she's trying to prove that women can have it all. She's trying to lean in every single day of her life. Exactly. Right? 
Like, that's the vibe. We get it immediately. Mm -hmm. And that's good because not only does it establish like, here's who each character is, but it also establishes here are the stakes. And then also like gives you a good contrast when they then have to switch bodies and they're supposed to be giving opposite performances. It's like very cleanly telegraphed. They're like, kids are going to be watching this. We need to make it very clean, very simple for everybody to understand. And it was, I mean, as a kid, I knew exactly what was happening, but it wasn't so dumbed down that it was like silly. It wasn't a movie for babies. In fact, I was shocked at several points, the things they were showing me, because I was like, this is a Disney movie. And this isn't Mm -hmm. a touchstone picture. This is a Disney movie. (laughs) Truly. (laughs) It's it's so good. The runtime is perfect. I I love like Disney movies from this era because they do Mm -hmm. feel like they're pared down in a way that like works so perfectly and you Mm -hmm. don't feel like anything is really extraneous. It's just like a good time. Yeah. Yeah. This is not like a tentpole in the Freaky Friday extended cinematic universe. Like (laughs) this is not a piece of a large, this is just like a simple go to the movies, feel good. I Mm -hmm. love it. And it's a good reboot of an existing property, right? Like, you know, I don't have to see that original movie to understand what's happening here. And mm-hmm. like the dynamics are very clear and they're modern. They're very modern. Cause it's like, she's a working mom. She's got a lot going on. Things are hard. She's in a, a punk band basically like in the garage playing the music and it's, it's good. And there's like lines about like chauvinist pigs and stuff like that. Like it's very like pro woman pro girl Mm -hmm. we love that it's like empowering for the girls watching at home yeah she gets it all she goes to her mom's rehearsal dinner and she gets to go to wingo tango auditions exactly she gets to have it all it's fantastic in that sense and i mean other than the problematic relationship in this movie it holds up for the most part. Also, yeah. I will yeah. say that the East Asian Chinese mysticism yes. does not hold up. That's the yes. one part that I really extremely, like. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm like, oh, we should have like probably known better, but like we didn't care. <laughs> like they didn't I care at the time. Yeah. Although Lucille Sung as Pepe's mother. Oh, iconic. So iconic. They're so much fun. They're, they are having the most fun. Two of them together are so much fun. Mm-hmm. At the wedding when, when she tackles the there's so much area. tackling in this movie too but yeah it really is it's a physical comedy yeah it's perfect yeah because it's like because anna has to well technically tess has to tackle chad yeah. Murray's character because he's singing singing baby one more time <laughs> to tess and it's, i yeah no it's it's really really it's it's very physical mm-hmm. um but you know Rosalind Chow is great as Pepe, and then Lucille Sung is Pepe's mother, also great. Um, I love their dynamic, mostly because it's implying that Pepe's mother has done this at least Multiple one other time. Times. Yeah. yeah. It's like, not again, mother. Please stop. <laughs> Please stop putting a curse on these, on these people that are coming to my restaurant, right? I, and the thing that I think about a lot is that, like, like you're saying, it's extremely clean, it's simple, it's to the point. But like, I think there are so many things here that you'll see in the genre all the time, like things mm-hmm. you'll see in every teen comedy, a lot of montages, a lot of things. And I'll yeah. say they have never been done better than they were in this movie. Yeah. Like, they are so perfect. This like, is the, the peak teen like yes. genre movie. Like this the is The volleyball it. montage where she yep. and what's her name are fighting and the detention scenes. And, exactly. Like all of these things are just so good. The makeover with What I Like About You, which is the second most iconic use of yep. What I Like About You besides the Amanda Bynes show theme song. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
and yeah, it's just perfect and they're so clean. Yeah, it's it's really great. It it really appeals to you know to everyone watching at home, and it it just exactly. is a peak comfort movie because of that. And it's simple, you know, nothing really dramatic is gonna happen. It's things are gonna end up solved because it's a Disney movie. We appreciate that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and but also it's got a little bit of an edge to it, like like you said, some of the jokes in this movie really shocked me. Like when Jamie Lee Curtis is fully showing ass on camera, I'm like, hello? <laughs> like, wasn't expecting to see that, but um, okay, why not? I do love, I, I do love one of my favorite jokes is um, when <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis is like, I look like Stevie Nicks. And she and Lindsay Lohan goes, who's he? So good. <laughs> That's um, peak comedy, baby. Also at one point she tells her that she looks like she's selling Bibles. Yes. Which is kind of a shocking line to me. Yes. Like that would never be in a film today. Like, you know. It's not this kind of like Disney Exactly. Because they're just like, I think when I really think about it, yeah, there's like an edgy joke maybe here or there. But really Mm -hmm. for the most part, most Disney content like this now, I think is very sanitized. And I mean, when you look at the Marvel movies alone, those are incredibly sanitized for what they are. Yeah, 100%. Um, And they're not even technically like, People are like, well, they're children's movies. And I'm like, but like, yeah, kids go to see them, but like so much of it isn't necessarily geared only towards children, right? right? But like, this feels like a universal picture rather than strictly. Yeah. Let me let me go through one of the, so there, there was a writer duo, but the like main writer, let me just like tell you some of her credits. First of all, okay. she did the Hairspray movie, We Stand. Um, also Mrs. Doubtfire, also, the Thomas Crown Affair. <laughs> oh my God! And then wait for it. Wait for it. This one is the. This one's a bad one. The 2007 Heartbreak Kid. I no have words. to leave. I do. I feel unsafe in my home. I have oh, to I, leave. I know. I'm it's so scared. It's. I told you it was shocking information. I just the fact that it the Thomas Crown Affair. That is the real standout there. What was That's going wild. on? That's wild. <laughs> Happen. How did you go from working on that to the uh, Malin Ackerman vehicle, the Heartbreak Heads? <laughs> I, what? Also, I stand Malin Ackerman. I love her. <laughs> that That's a Freaky Friday I need. I need that. Mal, you know, Freaky Friday, but it's Malin Ackerman getting out of Watchmen somehow. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a combination of a Freaky Friday reboot and a uh, Trophy White reboot where Malin Ackerman <laughs> and Marsha Gay Harden switch bodies. I love that. Okay, wait, I would watch that. I would You know what? That. I would watch that. Um, also mm. wild for me to find out, because like I'm like, the music in this is so fun. It's so great. I'm enjoying it, you know, ultimate great song. Oh, so popular banger. that they put it on the That's So Raven soundtrack <gasps> that they released and I owned. Wow. Yeah. So it would be like Cartwheel by Raven Simone and then Ultimate by Lindsay Lohan. Bop after Bop, baby. Like <laughs> there, bop. no skips. Put Sneaker Night by Vanessa Hudgens on there, honestly. Oh my God. I don't think Sneaker Night existed yet, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but I would have liked to see it. I cannot wait to be in the nursing home someday, like singing Sneaker Night. Like, come Basically, what on. we're going to do is dance. <laughs> like, are um, you ready? Do you have the energy? Mm-hmm. Did you, you eat? like come on and cartwheel like that's I want to see you backflip like for me like it's so good. Is it actually called backflip? I called it cartwheel. 
I think she also says cartwheel. I want to see a backflip. Backflip. Cartwheel. Yeah. So, but I knew what you meant. I've done this twice. Past guest of the show, past guest of the show, Jacob and I used to sing this often. And we would have like lip sync for your life competition. This was a frequent. Perfect. I love that. But for me, the most shocking thing was the fact that Take Me Away was a cover. It's not actually an original written for this movie. I had no idea, which in hindsight, it makes a lot of sense now because I think when you look at Ultimate versus this, it's like Ultimate's definitely a very Disney kind of like Disney-fied, like kind of fun, like pop rock song. And then Take Me Away is fully like- A good song. Rock, like good song, right? It's great. And it's originally by a band called Lash. I believe they're from Australia. Um, wow. Because like for me, I was like, oh, I'm ready to put this in the pantheon of like good fake movie music. But I can't because it isn't written only for the movie. So technically it's disqualified, but. Wow, just like Cinderella. Wow. It's like, it's like yeah. oh, it's the best song, but it's also not for it. Like, oh, it's yeah, not. it's like Pete Rose with the asterisk next to his name. Mm. It's iconic in the movie. I love it. I. I would say for me, I would gladly listen to this and Brie Larson's cover of Black Sheep <gasps> on loop yes. for the rest of my life. Like if I had Absolutely. to pick two songs from a movie, I would, those would be um, definitely the two for sure. I will say it is a bummer though that you can't though, because in March, 2020, uh, Take Me Away was removed from streaming, uh, which makes me very sad. I used to listen to it frequently. Deeply upsetting to me personally. Bring it back. That's my new campaign. There is a change.org petition if you'd like to sign. <laughs> I would like to sign. Send that to me for I, sure. I will I donate to the cause. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I will donate to the cause. It is titled, uh, Get Take Me Away by Christina Vidal back on Spotify. <laughs> also, the one thing that's very funny about Ultimate to me is a high schooler saying, I've been waiting all my life for someone just like you. It's mm-hmm. like, you are 15 years old at this movie. <laughs> a long also, a, a moment that I really love is like when she, like, Lindsay spends this whole movie complaining about her English teacher who gives her an F and writes preposterous on her 1984 paper, which, wow. And then when her mom is like, well, I'll go to school. And she's like, Hamlet, I got this. And she gives like a great analysis. And the teacher is like, no, fuck you. And then she realizes that she like rejected him in high school. That's Mm -hmm. iconic. Big, um, big Snape and Harry Potter (laughs) I read some trivia that was like, yes, they named Mr. Bates after Norman Bates in a, in a yeah, nod to Jamie that. Lee's mother, you know, like, I was like, it's I don't like, want that. That's too many Let's steps. Do this. That's, there's no way. The 40 chess having to be played here, a little much for me. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Um, but Stephen Dublowski, I mean, great little great appearance as an asshole teacher. He's, he's like a good teacher in movies. Like, that's like uh-huh. what I think. He was a creep. He was a creepy teacher in Glee. You didn't yeah, watch it, but he exactly. was good in Glee as well. Wait, Sky, you've never seen Glee? No. That is shocking to me. I know. That's I what know. I said too. It's the most shocking wow. thing about me. I've, I've I mean, seen, he basically I've plays seen the same character. one episode. I have seen one episode yeah. of Glee. Is against it like my pilot will. or was it a special no, episode? No, no. Carolyn was rewatching and I was like staying oh. with her and she made me watch it. And it was this, like, they did like a Spanish, like. <laughs> It was oh, the Ricky Martin, Ricky, yeah. Ricky Martin episode. But Stephen Toblowski is fantastic. Stephen Toblowski is really great in this. He's great on Glee. He's great anytime he shows up. I mm-hmm. love whenever uh, Lindsay like kind of you know gets mad at him 
about the 1984 thing and she's like it's a blatant attack on totalitarianism <laughs> and like yeah. you know goes on about evil dictator blah 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 mm-hmm. and yeah. then she goes except he had hair like under her breath Iconic. and that's like the first thing Incredible. that gets your attention it's so good I do love that a lot she taught us how to read like come on <laughs> the library was open that day my only problem though is that Willie Garson is also in this movie as Jamie Lee Curtis's like needy patient Evan and at the time it was very hard for me to process that there were these two bald men with glasses Mm -hmm. in the same movie and then I would confuse the two at a young age so like when Willie Garson shows up in um or maybe it's Stephen Tobolsky whoever showed I think hold on I'm not gonna embarrass myself like this while you're looking that up I will say my other uh favorite cast member in this is uh Miss Julie Gonzalo I think she really is just the most iconic mean girl. Not only does she get to bully Lindsay in this, but also gets yeah. to bully Hillary in Cinderella's story, starring yeah. opposite Chad both times, and is eventually Jamie Lee's daughter in the iconic Christmas of the Cranks. So yeah. I just- A fucking great movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's great. I love like the mean girl stuff. I love that like, you know, she, like Lindsay's like, mom, you don't understand. Like she sucks now. Yeah, Stacey like, Hinkhouse and I were feuding. Like we do yeah. not get along anymore. And she and, like, does she not believe her so at all. hard to like get back yes. into Stacey's good graces and all this stuff. And it's just like delightful to watch. But pulling the shirt over the head. like, And then a 30 year old stunt woman suddenly <laughs> appears. Yeah. The, the physical comedy in this is. Yeah. Perfect. So good. And Stacey Hinkhouse just is an unrepentant bitch the entire time, like down to like when they hug, they kind of make up, you think. And then it's like they sit together during the test and she like writes this note. I'm so happy we're friends again. And then she like directs her to look at it. And of course, ah! goes, she's looking at my test. Gag. Gag. It's Fucking so incredible. Good. She scammed her and I stand. Yeah. She was goals, honestly. Like as, as a like high school bully, like goals. Yeah, she's fantastic. Um, the thing I was looking up actually was that Stephen Tobolsky was in Groundhog Day, and I could not remember oh. which one. That's why I had to stop myself because I almost said Willie Garson was in Groundhog Day, and I do not believe he is. So very responsible. So one of my other favorites is like early on when after you know so like we already see Lindsay struggles with Mr. Bates and and Stacy Hinkhouse who fully is like hitting her in the head with a volleyball like six different times and not getting called out for it. Um. But then we see like Jamie Lee Curtis going about her day and it's like, she's like planning her wedding at the same time while she's like going around town and she's like taking calls from patients. And when she's yes. like, why would I want a leprechaun ice sculpture? I'm not even Irish. <laughs> That's great. Incredible. And then she, she drives the wrong way and her tires get spiked mm-hmm. and her airbag goes off. I <clears throat> love that. Um, also when she's in the grocery store, this is the one and she's like, talking to her patient she's like you are a smart strong beautiful independent woman and you don't need a man to complete you and the woman behind the counter is hearing this and she's like, tearing up you. she's like tearing up very emotional and jamie lee curtis's line delivery when she goes goodbye uh, is the yeah. tightest she just has the tightest look on her face and it's just like like goodbye it's like, a master class yes that bit to find comedy for the rest of the decade like every movie had one of those after that like like accidentally talking on my bluetooth so modern come yeah. on yeah they had to incorporate all of the technology mm-hmm. there's also like of course grandpa with his line what is this one of them thongs when after after Lindsay's character Anna has shoved underwear over her brother's head and it's so tight that Jimmy Lee Curtis has to cut it off of his head. (laughs) 
It's so good. Also, like Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, for all that Lindsay complains about her mom being like so terrible, she did let her at least like practice for a little bit. The garage is a band. Till six p.m. That was like four hours. That's good. Yeah. And that's how I know that I'm old. That's how I know that I'm old because Mm -hmm. I was like, you should be grateful. I also was shocked at how quickly this movie progressed because I completely forgot that it takes place literally over 48 hours. And it's like, bam, 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 bam. Everything is happening because it literally is like, okay, we have our first day. That's the beginning of the movie. And during band practice at like 6 PM, that's when (laughs) Christina Vidal's character is like, oh, we got, we got in at the Wango Tango auditions at the house of blues and we have to go to it tomorrow. And of course she's like, tomorrow that's friday that's my mom's rehearsal dinner like and that's the realization that like oh this takes place over a very 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 short Mm -hmm. period of time and a really iconic bit from the grandpa where he hugs the other girl oh Oh, so good hannah banana like oh my god and she also is like she says something about like aren't you the maid of horror or something (laughs) (laughs) that's the goth kid they wrote out Lindsay lohan as as the complete goth they're like oh we'll throw him in which it's so funny when at the beginning before they switch, when Lindsay's like, please, can I get my ear pierced? And she's like, I don't want my maid of honor looking like a little like a harlot. Little harlot. Oh, so good. And that's the first time we get, you're ruining my life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which she says at several points. Yeah. Um, and at one point she says something about like, I will kill myself. I believe that's in relation to the door being taken away. I will yeah. kill myself. <laughs> That's on all of the uh, IMDb parent warnings is uh, like every category. They're like, one kid threatens to kill themselves. Like just a <laughs> warning. It's like, oh my God. And it's like warning parents. It's like, I don't know, I'm warning kids or something. I don't know, this warning feels misplaced, but it works. <laughs> the IMDb parents guy is really incredible. Wow. So fun. Also, I love like when they do, like after they've switched and then we see them like wear, like putting on their own outfit, like the outfits that they would wear personally on each other's bodies and it's mm, like yes Lindsay lohan quote you know looks like she's selling bibles and then jamie lee curtis shows up and i literally wrote she looks like she's the owner of a lesbian biker bar like she <laughs> i know do you want to know what i wrote i wrote what? is jamie lee curtis auditioning for a reboot of bound <laughs> love oh yeah she is fully quirky. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I know. Wow. I was like, I would like to see it. Mm-hmm. She I could like, do it. She could do it. She's got the range. And I mean, like, it was like, I think the white tank top, the hair, like, the, like, really black, was, like quirky uh-huh. leg, everything falling off. Yeah. And so then you sad. see her ass for a second. Yeah. She's wearing black underwear, like, <laughs> which is very funny in comparison to like the literal like nightgown house dress that she wears <laughs> to sleep. Incredible. Like, that no woman has worn since like 1943. Like, what is that? It's like, like, that's the kind of thing your grandma wears. Yeah. But and like in the middle of summer in California, you're wearing this like full muumu to sleep. Like, what? And what is going on there? Also, why don't her and Ryan live together pre-wedding? Like that to me was kind of the most unbelievable thing. Yeah. Like I, I can understand from the perspective if I really think about it, like, oh, well, Tess is like so career oriented. She just doesn't have time. And like, she's very independent and like, she doesn't need to move in with him. Just from a mental standpoint but when mm. I think about it, like no Tess would be somebody that would be like we have to move in like yeah, there's like sure a timeline to everything it is all perfectly set up to go exactly how I need it to go so like mm-hmm. he shows up 
And I'm like, wait a second. He didn't sleep over. He doesn't live here. <laughs> yeah. Is it because they're not married? Is that why they're not shown sleeping in the same bed? <laughs> What's going on? This is yeah, because Disney, yeah, Disney won't allow it. That mm-hmm. would have gone on the IMDb Parents Guide. Exactly. That that would have gotten this pushed to Hulu instead of a uh, Disney Plus. <laughs> Love Victor style, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yep. Yeah. Lizzie can't fuck here. <laughs> no, no, no. My other like obsession is the earthquake that they yeah. have like when they're first like the night before they like switch. Yeah. That is like fully like the big one, like the one that California's <laughs> yeah. been waiting 25 years for. Like this is massive and this is what I think like people who like haven't done an earthquake think that earthquakes are like it's like so dramatic like things are falling off the walls yes. it's like yeah. what's happening like it's they are very scary but it's the big one and then they walk out no one falls it's like this makes no sense yeah no well no one else experienced it it only I guess extends to the two of them so like when they're at the rehearsal dinner and they're right. very far apart because she's giving the speech on stage that's when everybody else experiences it but I think because they're confined to the bathroom maybe it just like doesn't yeah. it's like just the bathroom shakes it's like yeah what if you're like sitting at dinner and that happens and you're like is someone having a problem in there like what's going yeah. on what if you were just like in one of the stalls like some random other lady in the bathroom like oh, yeah, what's bad happening timing. bad timing like, uh- but also I like when we see um Anna as Tess like working as a psychologist and she's given the instruction to only say like well tell me how you feel about that you know <laughs> and like it literally is the it's like the visual equivalent of <laughs> I'm not reading all of that I'm happy I'm sorry, that, happened. I'm yeah. sorry mm-hmm. that happened and I just I always remember the one woman who's like I don't know who's like so <laughs> emotional she can't express herself through words and like I love like her canceling the root canal and the halibut so yeah good. and that being disgusting and that being perfect for like Pepe to come in and be like well I can do you it. know oh, we'll do a discounted catering for you and because of what's happened. Like, Pepe does this thing where like, every time she's like, well, how about me? And she like touches her nose. Yeah, she and does. It's the like, cutest thing. She's like, well, me? Like, it's, yes. how about yes. me? Like, it's so funny. I did like that a lot. I thought that was so cute too. I was she's like, oh, so that's fun. fun. I love, I, I'd hang out with Pepe. Yeah. She's they, fantastic. They feel like very like, like warm and welcoming. Like I love, I love their vibe. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pepe's mother could give me a fortune cookie. I'm not, you know, if I get switched with somebody, that's on me, you know? Yeah. I wasn't behaving well. (laughs) I needed to learn how to love. (laughs) Which also I will say, this movie's great also because it like doesn't take one side or the other in terms of like the conflict between these two characters. Like it really is just like, they have their own issues and they just need to like figure out how to work together to like create a harmonious balance, you know? And to Mm -hmm. love each other and work as a family unit, right? And like- that's all there is to it. It isn't like you automatically side with Lindsay Lohan because she like is misunderstood and like her mom's really mean to her or whatever. It's like, no, like there really is a struggle on both sides. And as I get older, it's like, oh, I understand more Jamie Lee Curtis's perspective. Totally. You know? what, yeah. Versus maybe when I was younger, I definitely sided more with Anne. I was like, wow, she's ruining her life, right? Yeah. Like, I get it. How dare <laughs> she take her door away? But now I'm like, okay, it's a little weird she took her door away, but also like, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it still does like a really nice way of like showing that like everything that Anna is like going through is still valid. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, her teacher yeah. is out to get her. And oh yeah, that 100%. girl is a conniving bitch. Like, oh yes, absolutely. So it's still very balanced. I also will say, so like after they go to see Pepe, 
and like they're asking about like how do we fix this how do we change back and baby's like no such luck and they're like all freaking out after that and like first of all when they're crying in public everybody's looking at Jamie Lee Curtis like putting her head on Lizzie Lohan's shoulder because they're like what's going on here incredible so sweet but then when they're in the car she says something to the effect of, I don't want to get married at 15. It's not even <laughs> legal. And all I can think of is, what am I, Lincoln, a child bride from <laughs> yes. City? An iconic episode of TV. It's also when I think, like, this is the one time where I'm like, I feel like you have to tell Ryan, like, something is up. Like, even it if he doesn't is. know, it's worth it to tell him because what if they didn't get switched back? What if they still right. stay in each other's bodies? And then my headphone came out. And then it's like, wedding day comes she's like like are they gonna they were gonna postpone the wedding because she was like she was like she makes her go like give the speech to postpone the wedding so i think that like but she also instead gives a speech about how she's welcoming welcoming him to the family so it was like she's like go cancel and she's like i'm not gonna cancel actually i'm gonna get she was like she was like i think that i know how to fix this she's like i understand that their power is real selfless love Mm -hmm. but also at the same time i mean i'm lindsey lohan i see mark Harmon. i'm like uh completely disagree this got odd Oh yeah! Oh yes, he is hot. Okay, yeah. that's what I was saying. Oh, he's yeah. Hot. Oh, he's okay, hot. okay. I thought you were saying he's, he's hot. hot. Yeah, no, he is hot. Like, like I would, I would kiss him. I would I'd kiss give him a little smooch, you know. Absolutely, yeah. But like, it's important also, like realistically though, to tell him because otherwise, this turns into a very uncomfortable Pornhub scenario uh, that I do not want to think about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, there's a lot of very uncomfortable implications at play. So, like, it's yeah. like he's got to know if they end up at a psyche valve unfortunate but they tried <laughs> like the way it goes that's the way it is to quote Celine Dion mm-hmm. and that's the way it is, is. I also um love the fact that um Anna only respects her brother once she finds out that she's he's written an essay about her and how much he loves her and respects her and sees her I as love well. that scene. <laughs> he's like don't tell her we have too much fun fighting I'm like ah! It's both sweet, but it's also very funny that she's like, oh, I will respect you now because you respect Mm -hmm. me. You like me a lot, right? (laughs) It's perfect. Yeah, and also, I mean, because then we kind of get, like, the whole cheating thing, and then we get, like, Chad Michael Murray seeing Tess on TV fucking up the the interview that she was given um, for her book and just like going fully wild doing like a type five she's ass catting it all over the place up there like she's she's doing it she is improving mm-hmm. this evening right and he is like she is so cool like he immediately is like i'm done with anna because she has no morals because she were i'm stupid on stacy hinkhouse's test but her mother on the other hand interesting right and i'm like first of all your morals extend far enough to be like, I don't respect this woman, this child, because she has written I'm stupid on a test. But you're more than okay as a staff member at this school to flirt and or date her. Yeah. It's us. Come on now. I don't like that. I don't trust him. I do not trust him. He should be fired. No. He should be fired. Point blank. Prison period. honey. Prison honey. Yeah. yeah. Exactly to the Hague. Like, really, you have morals now? This is what you care about? Chad Michael Murray? Okay. Work. 
What about when that heart got eaten on One Tree Hill by that dog? A dog ate a heart? You didn't know that? No. There is an iconic scene in One Tree Hill. I haven't even seen the show. I've only seen parts of it where somebody is needing a heart transplant. Uh, and so they're carrying the heart in a cooler uh, on ice. It gets knocked over and it falls out of the cooler. And there is a like a guide dog there. Uh, and the dog goes and eats the heart. So he cannot get his heart transplant. Anyway, we stand that dog, I guess. I don't know. Is that is that the point of the story? Yeah, but like, so he's attracted to her. They meet in the coffee shop afterwards. And he's like, oh, you like, you like all the bands I like. Oh, like, and they're bonding over Hit Me Baby one more time. But specifically, it's the cover by Bowling for Soup. Yeah. And he calls it a classic, which I think is very offensive. I don't like that. That makes me very uncomfortable. And like, I love that, like, they start talking about Baby one more time. And like, in the beginning, you're like, oh, maybe they like, are talking about the original. They just couldn't get the original. That's why they're using the cover. Yes. But then he references like, oh no, this is a great cover. It's like, yeah. Uh, you wrote yeah. this song? This is your choice? <laughs> yeah. This is the, you paid for mm. this? Yeah. You sure about that? It's like this was plan A? Really? Like, really? <laughs> yeah. But I will say, they have chemistry. They fully yeah. have more chemistry, in my opinion, than Lindsay Lohan and Chad Michael Murray do. Like, 100%. like Jamie Lee Curtis and Chad Michael Murray, I'm kind of like, well, now that I know that he's a grown adult, I would like to see it. I'm okay with that. Yeah. My other favorite, you know, before we get to like the final concert, my other favorite moment is when they're at the rehearsal dinner and her little friends show up to kidnap her but oh they don't God. just show up they show up like fucking silvio dante and polly walnuts from the sopranos <laughs> with like rope and tape they were like ready to fully kidnap her yeah violently like this isn't just like a come on let's go let's sneak out it's like no we are hog tying your ass to get you to go to this mm-hmm. audition <laughs> I like the bodyguards being like, we found these intruders and they're holding up the rope. And like Lindsay and Jamie's body at that point is like, uh, uh, it's fine. Like, what? <laughs> like, there's enough evidence to convict mm-hmm. them of something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like this is s- suspect. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everyone here is involved now like yeah. you are all either aiding you're an accessory or betting or you're an accessory exactly mm-hmm. like but yeah anyway so peg peg also says mr jude you rock <laughs> i love it a line peg is so fun <laughs> she's great i love her she was my favorite i was like fully obsessed with her as a child i was like how do we become this woman um yeah. and then like we get them at the house of blues and my favorite is that, like, they talk about how two other bands before them have completely bombed their audition. They were really bad. So they're next. And they're, like, playing. And Lindsay Lohan's character, because it's her mom and her body, like, yeah. cannot play the guitar. Serving keeps... news. Nothing. And not Nothing. even that. She's told to just fake it. She can't even fake it. She's just, like, standing there awkwardly. Mm-hmm. Like, and, like, wandering around. Like, the drummer's, like, mouthing, like, what the, like, what are you doing? Like, like, and they're, like, talking to each other. They're having a full conversation because she's freaking out. Everybody's looking at her. Like, the vibes are completely off. <laughs> she goes off stage for a second right before the, you know, it's, like, does she go off stage before the guitar solo? She, like, yeah, right before. Yeah, she yeah. goes right before. And she's, like, just don't worry about it. Figure it out, blah, blah, blah. Goes out on stage. And then Jamie Lee Curtis starts ripping ass on this fucking guitar. 
incredible off stage. And then it's like the she's not even her hands aren't even on the guitar when this starts happening. And everybody <laughs> starts cheering. They're like, yeah, yeah, you figured it out. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. And it's like, wait a second, what? And then she starts jigging around, <laughs> doing her little Ashley Simpson. I just got caught lip syncing jig. And everybody's no. like totally fine with it. I'm like, how badly did the other two bands bomb that this is acceptable? And literally, like they never acknowledge it. Like afterward, they're like, you did great. Great. Like, yeah. this was like yes. It's like, what? yeah, like, don't you have to explain to your friends like what happened? Like, I, <laughs> why? Like, why you forgot the song for like the first half of the song? Like, uh. for real. Like, she couldn't do the basic chords, but like, the guitar solo was totally fine. Like she was able to allegedly do that. Like it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but I also love, the other thing is that Chad Michael Murray sees this and is now suddenly like, yes, I'm back on the Anna train. I, I'm obsessed with Anna. Oh, I oh. like her again. And it's like, why? Why is, yeah. why is one guitar solo the thing that like changes everything for you? What is wrong with you? <laughs> And he, like, yeah. never questions why she acted different for, like, the full day. No. And, like, the time that he hung out with her mom, like, ever. He just comes to the wedding and is like, hey, babe. Yesterday was freaky. On a freaky Friday. And you're like. Wow. First of all, yesterday. Second of all. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. It's not like a year uh, long. Like, what? <laughs> the thing is, too, it's like, my biggest problem with that, besides the obvious, is that the two of them have one good day together. Mm-hmm. Then she is mean to him and rude to him the entire time for the majority of the school day, right? Mm -hmm. And then they kind of get along for like five minutes before he's like, no, I have morals suddenly. And then he's crushing on her mom. And then he watches her do the guitar solo. And then suddenly it is... I'm attracted to you. I want to date you again. Here I am at the wedding with you. I'm like, they literally spoke to each other for five minutes. And it like, that was the only time it was not antagonistic. The rest of their relationship to one another has been antagonistic. This does not track. Why are they suddenly dating? I'm so confused. It's a wild choice. Yeah, It's a nice little bow to to put on the movie. (laughs) It's not a pretty bow. It's not a bow that makes sense, but it's a nice little bow. But we're so grateful for the um, Pepe tackling Harry and mm-hmm. Grandpa at the end. That's the bow I needed. Jamie yes. Lee Curtis in a sensible wedding blazer. Um, so good. The wedding itself looking like the Catalina wine mixer. Very luxurious, very nice. Um, very open, very airy. And then Lindsay Lohan singing Ultimate. I mean, I get it. You know, it makes sense. It's beautiful. It whips it's ass. Fan. Having a great time. We yeah. love it. Freaky Friday is fun. But yeah, that is that's that's Freaky Friday. That is the entire movie. Um, if you haven't watched it in a while, I recommend rewatching it, especially if you're having a bad time, a bad day, you're mind. sad, whatever. Yeah, I laughed out loud. Same. I rolled on the floor. I. Yeah. It holds up surprisingly. Like, most of the comedy does hold up. up. Yes. Yeah, except for the Chinese storyline, and except for uh, the staff member. Uh, yeah, it yeah. holds up. Yeah, and then kind of the stuff about like the fries going to her thighs or whatever yeah, like also that kind of stuff but that's also very much like very much that the- era level for 2003 um, that's honestly like pretty like tame for yeah, yeah. it could have been worse it could have been a lot worse yeah <laughs> some of the shit that we are subjected to so yeah, yeah. you you'll see worse on an america's next top model episode <laughs> Ooh. Sure. 
but yeah, so that's Freaky Friday. Um, we love it. We recommend it, obviously. Um, but now we're going to move so on true. to another Jamie Lee Curtis vehicle for What the Plot. Matt is going to guess A Fish Called Wanda. And I'm very curious to see what you say for this one, because the last time you guessed Midway, <laughs> that was that was something. I... Oh, okay. So A Fish Called Wanda, I... Have never seen. I'm not familiar I'm, with. I've, um, I have to assume it's a comedy. I think Wanda is a very quirky name. Uh, fish are very quirky. I think uh, it's a comedy. It's very funny. It's very sticky. It's very physical, just like Freaky Friday, I have to assume. Um, what's the plot? I think that people are going to go fishing. I think there's a lot of fishing in the movie. Um, I get like a kind of, does anyone remember like the light between oceans? Where there's like a baby involved. I feel yes. like there's gonna be a baby involved somehow. And the fish is Wanda. Alicia, Alicia Vikander comes with Rachel Weiss's baby. Uh, and the baby is named Wanda. Um, Alicia Vikander I shows up. I have to assume there's a baby. And there's like a fishing metaphor there. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's more of a combination of like, what's the Yemen movie, the salmon fishing? Salmon, salmon fishing in the, the Yemen. Yemen. Yeah. And they're fishing for Wanda's. Um, but I, ha- I also think of Sam fishing the Yemen. Utterance, uh, yeah. with Wanda as a fish, obviously yeah. iconic. So yes, yeah, so I think it's a, it's a fishing comedy, very outdoorsy. There's camping, uh, and Jamie Lee yeah. gives it to the to the man. I don't know who the man in this movie is, but she's gonna give it to him while they fish. Maybe she's Wanda, but I think I think there's gonna be a baby, and the baby's named Wanda. So maybe like they're fishing, they find the baby. That starts like a baby boom esque. Yes. Yes. Just like Jesus. Yeah. Comes to them and it's like, I name it Wanda. Like it's like on the river. It's a metaphor. I love that. Yeah. Or something. Isn't that Moses though? Yeah. I don't know, Mama. That this is actually like a religious (laughs) allegory. That was a mistake. That was bad. I love that none of us questioned it at first. Really? Yeah. Wait a second. Oh, no. I thought it was Moses. In a manger. In the manger. Yeah. Yeah. He was not the basket in the river. That's. Oh, yeah. Because Jesus was born like in the manger. Yeah. Who was the baby basket? I'm googling who it is was in basket in river. Right. In Obviously, Bible. some of us need to watch. Um, so it's more of a Moses, Moses. allegory. Congratulations, let's say. Prince of Egypt. Um, but but female, and her name's Wanda, and she comes from the water. Oh, I love that she comes from the water just like a fish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Oh my gosh. Maybe yeah, I'm seeing like a a baby boom esque. Yeah, okay, I'm in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel that. I guess in baby boom, she gets saddled with a baby she doesn't know or want. You know, I love but that. then and, but in the end. Yeah, she like has like a homesteading, farming moment. Yeah, I yeah I think that's a very similar vibe. She gets a baby. The baby is the titular Wanda, um, from the water. But it's very comedy, very sticky, and there's a lot of physical comedy. Lots of maybe not tackling, but similar similar vibes. Yeah, I get you. Okay, so this movie is uh, a heist comedy. No, I. Um, that's British American heist comedy um, directed by Charles Crichton in his final film. Um, Wait, what? And it stars John Cleese, Jamie Lee Curtis, Kevin Klein, Michael Palin. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe there might be more. People, My faulty Thomas um, King. No, that's wow. a wrong <laughs> um, 
what a cast. Um, yeah. Let me describe the, the wow. plot briefly as it is a written out. Movie? Um, I have the film follows a gang of diamond that. thieves who double cross one another to find stolen diamonds hidden by the gang leader. A barrister becomes a central figure as femme fatale Wanda uses him to locate the loot. Um, Wanda is the name of Jamie Lee Curtis's character. There is a fish actually named after her in the movie. The titular um, fish. Yeah. The I, can't, I cannot remember... Who the fish? Where is it? I'm gonna have to watch a fish called Wanda. At one point, it won an Academy um, Award. Oh yeah, Best supporting was, actor. Oh, it my was God. huge. Like it was beloved. Kevin Klein, I will say, is very, very Kevin good Klein. in it. He's great in it. He's fantastic. I, He's great. Kevin Klein never misses. Never. He's he's so great. Um, mm-hmm. and one of the characters has a pet fish named Wanda, like I said. Um, and there's a moment where Kevin Klein's character eats the fish in like a sadistic move. It is wow, wild. So not a baby comedy, no. a heist comedy. A heist comedy with a, a wow. British sensibility. I can't believe I didn't know about this. I love a heist. Are there movie. accents? Oh yeah. Does Jamie Lee because Curtis John Cleese? And, no, she's American. Okay. She's okay, her and good. Kevin Klein are Americans fun or in england and that's like the thing that sounds a lot more fun than a light between oceans fishing <laughs> and baby boom yeah i wow i i can't believe i'm gonna watch a fish called wanda now you should i mm-hmm. i would like to revisit wait. it at some point too i it's been a long time um it's on I'm pluto excited. tv according to letterbox which no. we were talking about before we started recording <laughs> God, how does Pluto Premium. get these movies? Like, Premium. how? I wish I knew. Um, Matt, would you like to plug anything? No, I mean, like, follow me on Instagram, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> all, all the places at Matt's the worst. I'm the same on everything. Yeah. Um, that's it. Beautiful. Do you have any leftover no. Olivia Rodrigo shirts? I, I wish actually I have one that I think is gonna come back to my house eventually because it got lost in the mail. Oh, and it says sad. it was like rejected so like one one person and like one of the people that I actually know in real life so uh, context for anyone that doesn't know me like I got 37 uh Olivia Rodrigo shirts in the mail like bootleg merch and I post on Instagram like what am I supposed to do with these and people started commenting like oh I'll take one and unfortunately one of the people that I actually know in real life I sent it to her and for some reason it said like it got rejected Mm. and so it's coming back to me someday so I will have one but all the rest have gone home so I'm thrilled for the that's the, wild the too that like 37 people snatch those up really quickly mm-hmm. me being one of them um yes. and she'll be wearing it this whole episode I, yes i love seeing it a great picture of her My it's only... better than her real merch yeah what I've heard, that's what so... like her real merch is a fucking mess so disaster yeah. and that's the case with a lot of merch these yeah. days but my only quibble with it is the the font choices are a little wild on this the but font I do, is bad like yeah the fonts bad. are bad but i do like that it says it's god it's brutal out here so i'll take yeah, that it's cute it's fine and it was like an unmarked box wasn't it like it didn't it have was unmarked, like, and there's no information except there was like my name and address so like there was no so mistake over sending it to me but i have no idea where it came from there was no information over who printed these or who ordered them or anything but it was a, a packing slip to matt clark at my address I'm it was 37 so all medium strange. t-shirts like absolutely absurd one of the craziest things just incredible honestly it's honestly you know what it is it's like how those like garfield phones keep washing up on the beach in france what oh you didn't know that that's like fully a thing there's like these it's like google it read about it sometimes when shelby tells me these things i just oh my gosh 
Sopranos. It's very much a thing. I would like a Garfield film. Oh, wow. It started in the 80s and it's yeah. been happening for 30 years. Yeah. The theory <laughs> seems to be that there was like obviously like a shipping or a ship of some kind that had it on it for shipping purposes, likely got crashed well, into I'm gonna, or something. I'm, 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 I'm clicking on mystery of Garfield phones has been solved. So yeah. T- wait, tell us, tell us on, on Mike. Um, okay. Mike so Garfield's yes, the shipping yeah. container is confirmed. There are pieces. Okay. Of shipping thank container. you. It washed up into a cave after a storm. Oh my gosh. Just like the beach from old. This is the beach <laughs> with Garfield phones. Wow. You should tweet that Shelby. Imagine you were like, yeah, imagine you were like living like Tom Hanks and Castaway. Okay. You're looking for shelter. It's been a couple of days. And like, you're like, you've like find a cave and you're like, it's a little creepy, but like, I'll sleep in here. And like, you cuddle up on your little sand bed or whatever, or your little palm frond. And then all of a sudden there is a lightning strike. And then it illuminates the inside of the cave and you just see hundreds of Garfield bones like behind you. This is incredible. That's a- I wish this is what happened to Abby Lee on the beach from old. Like <laughs> this would have been so much fun. Imagine Abby Lee playing with this phone. I would love to watch this. What if like their only way out was to call? Like they oh. got help on a Garfield phone. Mm. That's how they That's what the magnets the were for. Yeah. I can't. The beach from old. Wow, what a time. Um, but yeah, um, you want to you want to close this out? Yeah. Today? As far as our social media goes, you can find us on oh, Twitter yeah. at Blessed Pick and on Instagram at Blessed picture um you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts spotify overcast pocket cast etc etc please rate and review on apple Podcasts. that really helps us out um recommend us to your friends your your band that you're auditioning for wango tango with you know your cater jamie lee curtis yeah, yeah. Specifically. <laughs> okay jamie lee curtis if you're out there and um, <laughs> make good choices. And, and Leslie Dixon <laughs> apologized to Elaine May. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>